This is episode 103 with Tracy Anderson. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer, forever athlete, and personal performance coach. Today, I sit down with Tracy, who is a yoga and meditation teacher who discovered inner peace and self-love through her practice. Yoga opens up the heart and meditation calms the mind, but both spark a rise within you. Tracy and I dive deep into the balance of yin and yang in our lives and how we find that duality of pushing forward for more while being able to express gratitude for each step of the journey, something that I know I struggled with as an athlete and still do to this day. So let's find that balance together and let's rise up together. Let's dive into it and welcome on Tracy. Tracy, thank you for joining us here on The Athletic Mindset. You might be one of the first international located guests that I've had in a while. So coming in from Mexico, how's everything down there? Awesome. It's amazing. I can't complain. It's sunny every day and palm trees, beautiful. I'm in the middle of like mountains and deserts. So it's, it's amazing. You traded sunny Dallas for sunny Mexico. A lot of, yes. a lot less skyscrapers, I'm assuming. Out that way. <laughs> There's none actually at all here. <laughs> I, love none. It. I love it. What, what prompted the decision to just kind of, all right, like, let's transition here. And I mean, we were talking before recording here. You're like, I might move here. That's a pretty yeah. big jump. Like, how did we get to this point? Well, so I've always said that Dallas, yes, is home, but it doesn't suit me. It doesn't fit. Like, it just doesn't seem like where I, I fit in the most. I I feel most like myself and most comfortable when I'm near the ocean and when I am in an area where I feel like I can flourish and I felt very stagnant in Dallas and I had been journaling about it for a while about, you know, what it is that I wanted to do, what drove me to just to towards more joy and more happiness. And I, a year ago, met somebody out here. And I don't want to just say that that's the only reason why I'm out here. However, it's a big part of it. And mm. I'm happy about it, too, as well, because for the first time, I'm I'm feeling what love feels like. I'm feeling what it means to wake up and have a purpose or drive or motivation because when I was in Dallas I would wake up sometimes and I just didn't really feel good I didn't feel like I had any goals or or drive to do things or to become more successful and so yeah I met a person about a year ago here and decided to just kind of take a chance to see what it would be like to move here for even just a month to see what it's like with him and I here, with me here looking for a job, starting a business too as well. And so, so far it's been really nice and it's been, it's been beautiful. Things are, are unfolding the way that they should and very naturally. So that's really mainly the reason why is I want to start a business. And also there's a, a special person here that brought me here. I love that for you both. I think that's that's absolutely amazing. And minus the the significant other piece, like that's why I was drawn to California. Like mm-hmm. I think we are always drawn to environments that are in alignment with what our like heart and soul actually desire. And yeah. I similar to you with Dallas. I have a deep love for the Washington DC area where I was born and raised. Absolutely love it there. Have no ill will towards it. But I think I was at a point in my life where it was like, look, 
I think I've grown as much as I can grow in that environment and it's time to explore something else. And it just felt like I was being called to do something else. And then when we chase those callings and go mm -hmm. into it, it's really, it's super scary, you know, definitely, especially like I'm moving cross country, yeah. you're moving internationally. That's a whole nother ball game. But what I think is beautiful about it too, is you have this just deeper sense of trust within you because you know, deep down that look like this is where I'm supposed to be. How did you learn to get in tune with that inner voice of, Hey, like we got your back. Like you can trust this decision. It's going to work out for you. Yeah. You know, I, for a long time, didn't listen to my intuition. I did when it came to whether or not, you know, a situation was going to harm me. I listened mm -hmm. to that intuition, but I never listened to that womanly instinct within me that just said, you're capable, you're strong, you're courageous, you can do it. Lead with that fearless heart. Don't worry about, you know, if you can or can't or what other people are going to think about you. Just listen to what your soul is calling and what it is saying to you. And it, it really didn't come naturally at first. Like it was, it was a struggle with, with myself and with listening to that intuition and that inner voice. But I read a lot of books that, you know, were more geared towards that. Like Women Who Run With The Wolves is an amazing book. I'm still reading it and I'll probably read it over and over forever. But it, it talked about this womanly intuition within you that we have suppressed for a long time. And I just, I don't know, I started to realize that there were certain parts of me that I was not allowing to flourish or shine because I was not listening to that voice. Mm -hmm. And I was listening more to like the inner, inner mind, like the ego was telling me things. And I, that was what I was listening to. So when I started to listen more to what my heart and soul were, were saying to me, it started to come naturally. And I do definitely listen to a lot when I meditate. I, you know, I, part of the reason why I'm here right now is that I kept having this vision in, in my meditations of me sitting on a beach and I feel more like myself when I'm near the ocean. I just, I feel more like me and yeah, I still think that I struggle with it at times. Like I was struggling with it yesterday a little bit and I just journal. And when I journal, I feel like the words that come out in my journal are telling me things. And those are words that I listen to more. And then I also can see when I'm saying something negative and then I, I, you know, shift that thought process. And I, I just, I think it's honestly, it's an ongoing process of listening to what your soul is telling you, but definitely keep going after those cravings, keep going after those things that feel a little bit uncomfortable, or even if they feel really uncomfortable, like right now I'm scared shitless to, to move out of the country. I really am. I'm, you know, yesterday I was looking at all the different things that it took for me to get here. And you know, they don't make it very easy. I always thought America makes it super hard for people to come and live in America, which it's true, but it's not easy really anywhere. I mean, you can get temporary visas, but if you want to start a business like myself, I want to start a business here. So it's, it's just a process and also picking up and leaving something that is comfortable but I'm listening to, the, to 
what is being said to me. And that's to just keep doing it even when there's a little bit of fear there or the unknown and just Mm -hmm. listen to it. Yeah. I'm I'm a big proponent of leaning into the unknown. I think what really stood out to me just there with what you shared is this notion of it's not a destination that we're trying to get to. You, You quite literally are at a new destination, but that doesn't mean that all of a sudden these problems that you had in your life disappeared. They're still there. Right. It's just at a different location. I think we are all chasing a destination, but we have to understand it's more of a journey along the way. It's not this, oh, I get here, life's good. I'm surrounded by palm trees. I don't have to worry about paying taxes anymore. I don't have to worry about visas. Like it's, it's simple. Mm -hmm. Those problems don't go away, but I think when you lean into that voice, that inner voice and that heart and soul, you invite more of a flow state into your life so that those hard things in the right environment become more manageable. They're less stressful. They can still cause you a little bit of anxiety and mm-hmm. all those other emotions, but it becomes way more manageable because you're giving both voices, both parts of you a voice and a way to be expressed. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually, honestly, before this situation that I'm in, I, and I still have a little bit of me that does this, but I would run away from my problems always. And I would think that going to a new country or traveling somewhere was going to get rid of it. Like I even posted, I think about it whenever I went to Australia for a month, I went there to deal with my shit. (laughs) And that was like my goal was like, I'm going to go to Australia for a month and I'm going to forget everything that's at home and I'm just going to work on myself. Mm. And when I was there, I mean, yes, I worked on myself. I was doing a lot more self-care and healing while I was there. However, I mean, I didn't get rid of anything that I was trying to get rid of. And I learned, I grew, but I didn't, like, I didn't go there And all of a sudden I was this perfect person and came back and I was like, Australia healed me. And I'm, I've always been the one that ran. Mm. And in this moment, I don't think I'm running, which is why I am. I feel like it's right. Cause I don't feel like I'm just picking up and leaving Dallas to get rid of things from my past or anything right now. I really do feel like I'm meant to be here and I'm living more presently here. It's, it's crazy. I've really honestly noticed so much of a shift within myself on how I'm living more present. I'm noticing things more. I don't know. It's just so cool to see like when you actually start to evolve and or notice your evolution because mm-hmm. we're always evolving, but I mean, noticing your evolution, it's so beautiful. It's really cool. Let me ask you this. Has it, have people around you started to pick up on that too? Because I've, I've been yeah. getting that over the past few years here. People are like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, what's the secret mm-hmm. sauce? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just being me. And I've just been giving all sides of me room to express itself. Has that happened to you too? Yes. I work with a group of people. There's like 120 of us in this team. And I started working with them about five or six years ago in a time where I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was just like in a very bad state. And they all had like a nickname for me. And it's really kind of shitty, to be honest, what my nickname was. But it, it, in a way, it's a cool wake up call. 
but I was called Trainwreck Tracy. And it was because when I got onto the team and I started working for this company, I was all over the place. I mean, we were given an opportunity of a lifetime. I mean, it was, you were traveling, we were traveling all over the place. You know, we got to, you know, explore different locations. We worked, you know, very little minimal hours, but we were able to take the rest of the day to just explore with people in different countries and different cities. And we had all of this opportunity and I was partying so much. I would be like, yeah, let's go out. Let's, you know, go explore. And, but I would be drinking the whole time. And I was this, I was this wild mess. And I would get to a place in my party stage or my, or not my party stage, but I would get to this place in the day of, of like going out where I would, I don't know, I would just lose it. And like, if anybody like made me mad or upset, like I would get just angry and I would kind of be a little explosive. And so people were calling me trainer like crazy on the team. And then flash forward to now, I have people who saw me in that state and they're like, holy shit, it's like a 180. You are completely different. I can tell that you are happier. I can tell that you are not, you know, living through this, cloudiness of like alcohol is a problem for me it really was and it has has been you know even recently and I just especially during COVID but I just had to take a step back and realize when it is affecting me that way but all these people have been telling me Tracy you're so different you are not train wreck Tracy anymore like you're just you and you're happy and even here being here my parents have been calling me and they're like I hear it in your voice my friends are like, I can tell you're so happy. I don't know. I just, and that right there is what pushes me to continue to be this way and to not go back into those old patterns or those old ways. Mm. I think that's beautiful. It's a beautiful journey too. I think that will probably resonate with a lot of people out there. Of, and it doesn't matter where you're at in that journey. If, if you're listening in and you're, you're in those early party stages, like, cool enjoy mm-hmm. it. I think, I think we all need those experiences to evolve and, and grow from as well. I don't think, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're feeling this elevated version of you now, but you wouldn't be feeling as extreme that way if you didn't have these past experiences too. You know what yeah, I mean? I like it's to, part of you. Yeah. And I want to say that I, it's okay to party. You know, I call it my party stage because that's the name that I've given it, you know, and it's okay to go out and have fun and enjoy a couple of cocktails or I was not enjoying a couple of cocktails. I was having like 10 and then I was getting like, I was having like flashbacks of like trauma or something. And then all of a sudden I was projecting it onto everybody around me. Mm. And so when I say party stage or party life or whatever, it's, it's not a bad thing to be in that type of an environment. It's how you, like, if you're partying through your feelings and emotions, that's when you have to start take aware. You need to take some awareness and take into consideration whether or not you're doing this because you're trying to mask or to forget, or you're doing Mm -hmm. it because you really just want to relax and have some fun and have a couple of drinks with your friends. You know, there's nothing wrong with I personally have a love-hate relationship with alcohol. <laughs> like, there's nothing really wrong with it, and if you can, in moderation. Mm-hmm. So, 
So I don't want to you know, make people think that they can't yeah. go out and party. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think when you have a healthy balance in all areas of your life, definitely that becomes way more manageable for a lot of people. I always equate it to if you're not releasing those emotions in a way that serves you. I always equate it to like in middle school or elementary school days where you had that water bottle and you're twisting it up really, really yeah. tight. And then you just pop the top off and it goes shooting across the cafeteria. Right. I think that's a lot of our problems stem from we're just twisting and twisting and twisting. So eventually the cap has to explode off. Whereas if we just slowly release throughout our day, throughout our week, throughout our months, throughout the year, then we'll have such a better relationship with ourselves. And then in turn, a relationship with other people around us. How have you found ways to steadily release those kind of emotions? I mean, you talked about past traumas and stuff earlier. Like, Mm-hmm. How have you found a healthier way to release those, a constructive way to release them that serves you now? Well, yeah, first and foremost, I would say that it I had to stop saying that this happened to me. Mm. Like this is what happened to me. This is, you know, the trauma that like I had to endure, like experience. Like I look at it in a different way of like it's something that molded me or transformed me into the person that I am. Um, I had to stop looking at it in such a negative context. And also, you know, yoga, meditation, like I give props to like yoga. It, honestly, like when you were saying the bottle, I was thinking in my mind, supine twist, because like when I do supine <laughs> twists, I'm like wringing out all the shit and junk. I also had to forgive a lot of people. I had to forgive and including myself. Mm. And the forgiveness was hard. And I still, there's some people that I haven't forgiven and I will work on that still, but forgiveness for sure. And then I had to just, I had to experience things that were out of my comfort zone. Like I was really scared to travel by myself and I started to travel by myself and I just felt so much more confident, so much more empowered. And then I had to do more for myself. I really did. Like I, I'm a person that does everything for everyone else. And I decided, you know what? My cup is not full. <laughs> I'm trying to give everybody the last drops. Mm-hmm. And so I had to start giving myself more and being patient with the process. You know, I wanted to be healed right away in the beginning. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, if I start, you know, doing this and this and this, and I'm going to be ready to go. And I'm, I, I just have to understand that it's, an ongoing process, ongoing journey, and it's going to take time. And it's okay if I take a step back at in points and I, you know, feel like I've gone back to old ways or old patterns and it's okay that that happens. Mm-hmm. And I needed to surround myself more with people that were like-minded. And I don't want to say that like-minded in a way of, oh, you're not like me, so you can't sit with us type of thing. <laughs> Like I just—it's not Mean Girls. No, it's not Mean Girls. It's just (laughs) like I was—I know I was just—and I actually want to talk about movies and music too as well. But I had to disassociate myself with certain people for the right reasons, and those people may not have done anything to me, but they weren't serving 
who I was, you know, striving to be. And, you know, to each his own of when the process starts or, or begins for you. But I just couldn't surround myself with certain people that were constantly still negative or constantly still reminding me of the past or not willing to do the work as well, you know? And so I had to let go and movies and music. So I used to be, I stopped watching TV because I was watching just junk. I was watching stuff that wasn't good for my mind. And I replaced it with reading more and learning more and music. Like, yes, I love some, like, I mean, when I listen to music, I love a variety, but when I'm in a bad like place in my mind, I don't listen to certain types of music. Mm. I have to listen to more positive. I don't want to listen to sappy, you know, depressing music or music that's about things that are not good for me in that moment. There's certain songs that I love the beat to, but the words can trigger me if I, if I'm in a bad place. And so I, I definitely had to reevaluate a lot of things that I was doing and listening to and surrounding myself with. Yeah. It's crazy what the media, and when I say media, I mean what it could be social media, it can be news, mm-hmm. it can be TV and just music and art and all of those forms. It's amazing what that does to our mind subconsciously. Like mm-hmm. Whether we know it or not, like when we're, list, if we sit there and we watch the news every single day, like you'll see, like they start to send, it, it's lower vibe messages over and mm-hmm. over or you just sit and watch a bunch of commercials about hey you're overweight just take this pill hey like you got this thing just we got this latest medication like we'll solve all your problems mm-hmm. and it's like man that just it's easier to stay in that funk it's like we're just stacking the bad on top of the bad on top of the bad and what i like about what i'm hearing for you is like you have the self-awareness now to switch to well, what if I stack the good on top of the good? Mm-hmm. Like I'm in a good mood right now. Why don't I listen to some music that's going to further elevate that? Or, I'm mm-hmm. in a great, I'm in an already great mood right now. Let me hang out with three to four friends that I know are going to raise my vibration even higher versus I think a lot of us, are, we all have friends, maybe they're even family too, that you know, like you're just going to talk to them and you're, you're, you have to be in the right state to go talk with them because- your energy is going to feel drained after the fact. And that's never a great feeling. How have you maintained relationships with people that might have been more of that lower quote unquote vibe Hmm. energy and still protected your own energy? Is it just creating some space there? Or what have you found to work for you? Honestly, understanding that everybody is their own person and you can't really change anyone. They have to be willing to change themselves. And mm. there's only so much you can tell people. And they, you have to be patient that, and if you really care about the person and you love that person and you want them in your life, you have to be patient with their own process and not try to force it. Like I have, that happens with me a lot with my family. I have a few people in my family that, look at certain things in very negative contexts. And I just, you know, I've tried before to say, oh, don't do that. Or no, maybe you should do this instead. Or, 
wait, what? That's not the right way to do it. Like, and it almost to them seems like you're being bet, like you're trying to be better than them. And that doesn't want to, that doesn't force somebody to want to, you know, increase their, their process faster. You know, it just, it makes them feel like you're trying to look down on them or that you're trying to show them that, Ooh, look at me. I'm, I'm, you know, this enlightened person and you're not. And so I just have to be patient with people and know that I can't change people. Everyone has to, to do this all on their own. Like, and when I say on their own, like obviously have the support system from other people, but you have to be willing to change and willing to work on yourself and work on things without people telling you what to do or when to do it. And so I definitely have to, I had to, I had to look at that in that way. And when it came to friends, you know, family, they, they're there, you know, you family, you really can't just be like, bye, see you later. We're never going to talk again. I do hold some of my family at arm's length and but I still care for them and I still send them good energy and love and I still talk to them, you know, here and there. Friends though, however, yes, you have friends that turn into family, but then there's friends that you just have to take a step back and, and not talk to them for a while or maybe not again until you feel the time is right. There are a lot of people that I knew for decades that I don't talk to anymore or I don't, and it's not that we just aren't, we just aren't in the same place. And, and, and I feel like friendship, it's a lot harder than a family to talk to about, you know, oh, hey, I feel like this is the way you're being. Because some people just take it in a negative, in a negative way most of the time, especially when it's not your family. But I don't know, those, those people, I still hold space for them when the time is right. And when they are serving a good purpose in my life. But I, I still send love to everybody, even if I don't agree with them or don't, you know, have a place for them anymore in my life. I still send them love and I still send them that good energy. I just don't know if I can. I just don't have it in me to be around them, you know, so I just don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry, but kind of not sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's a beautiful answer. Uh, one of the lessons I've really learned over the years too, is like, sometimes like the person needs to hear it, but you're not the right one to tell them. Like you're not right. the right messenger for it. So mm-hmm. you planting that seed almost is actually just doing more harm than good. It needs to be coming from an outside source. Even I mean, we can talk how the ego gets involved there, even though you're like, right. but I know what to do. I know exactly how to fix this situation. You just have to listen to me, but you're not mm-hmm. the right your words aren't the right one for them. And that's okay. It's okay. I want to talk about your recent recovery. You're coming back from an ACL tear, right? Yeah. How are you feeling physically? How are you feeling mentally and emotionally? It's been a few months now, right? Yes. This month will be three months. I had ACL and MCL surgery. And honestly, it's been a challenge within my mind. I, when I first found out that I was going to need surgery if I wanted to continue doing the activities that I want, that I I want and love to do. Mm. So you can live without an ACL is what I've been told. It doesn't heal on its own. Like your MCL can heal on its own because there's blood circulation, but your ACL does not because it doesn't ever get any blood flow. So if you want to do intense sports, you have to 
like myself, like I love skiing, water and snow. I love hiking. I just, I'm a very avid, like I love wake surfing, everything. And so in order to do those things and to feel confident that you're not going to continue to hurt your knee, surgery is pretty much the way to go. And I'm totally more on the heal with your mind, heal with natural remedies. But in this case, I felt surgery was what I needed. I was scared shitless because honestly, I thought I was going to be out of commission for a long time because the process is six to nine months. And in my mind, I'm thinking six to nine months. Well, wow, like I'm going to not be able to do anything. And I felt like I was not going to be able to even walk around well. Mm -hmm. And so I got into my mind about it a lot and I was scared. I was scared. I was my dad every day was like, Tracy, you have to you have to stop being so scared. Like you're going to be fine. And he would tell me, you know, I had this, he had to open heart surgery and he's like, I had this and I was scared. Yes. But I knew that if I just trusted my, my body and my mind, I could get through this process. And so I, you know, I, I still scared shitless the day of, but something in me changed when I got out of, when I got out of surgery, I, And I did this all medication free, by the way, like no pain meds, because I just didn't want to do anything that was going to cause, I have an addictive personality and I just Mm. didn't want to take something that I thought could become a problem or an issue. And something just shifted in me after my surgery. And I was dedicated to walking again, to having physical activity again. And I mean, I was speedy again. I was speedy rap. Rapidly, you know, just trying to get through the process. In the beginning, I wanted to walk right away without a brace. So I, I, I started walking within six days, took off my brace in seven days and was doing yoga in 17 days or yeah, 17 days, I think. It, but it was still a challenge, you know, mm-hmm. and even right now, like I will do my physical therapy and sometimes I'm like, Oh, is my knee capable of doing that? And it, you ha- it's mind over matter. It's trusting the process and also listening to your body. I mean, there's times where I don't want to do any physical activity and I have to listen to that. Mm-hmm. I have to listen and make sure that I'm not pushing myself. But it does. It, it It's a little draining sometimes because I want to be healed already. I want to be able to do stuff like I'm about to go on a trip with some of my friends that I wake surf with and and ski with and I can't do it. I'm not ready. And, you know, I I just it it hurts inside a little bit, like a little bit of me. It's like, oh, I'm jealous, but just have to trust the process and know that in time I'll be able to. There's always going to be a body of water somewhere that I can get on. It's not going to disappear or anything, but it's definitely it's a challenge every day. You have to wake up every day and stretch You have to wake up every day and do your physical therapy because if you don't, you just are, you're degressed, like degress, degressing. I hope that's a word, but I'm basically regressing. Thank you. I don't like being grammatically incorrect, but (laughs) yeah, I'm like regressing and I, I don't like that feeling. And so you just have to push yourself every single day to stretch and to do physical activity, even when you don't want to but you don't have to do like intense, like when, earlier when I said, like, I have to listen to my body, like I don't have to do intense workouts to 
do physical therapy. I can just stretch one day and be fine. But it's a process, man. It's been pretty, it's been, it's been effective in my mind sometimes. And it's, I don't know, it's been a challenge. So yeah, every day, taking it day by day. Yeah. I, I love hearing the balance there too. Like even just in the words and the way you ch- chose to tell that story, it's like, I was determined in six days to walk. I was 17 days. I was doing yoga and it's like, man, like she's got this crazy drive. But then you balance it out with, and like, I just trust that my body, you know, I I listen to my body in the days that it needs rest. I rest. Mm -hmm. How have you gotten okay over the years with a stretch is okay. Like that's enough for the day. Cause I think a lot of people, myself included coming from this background of like, yo, if it's not a three hours from practice, Mm -hmm. did I work out today? I don't know. Like, did I earn the food? Did I earn? The, how have you gotten okay with like, look, it can be just a light stretching or it can just be my PT exercises. And that's okay. I feel satisfied. I feel full. And I feel like I got enough. Cause I think that's a challenge for a lot of us. Yeah. It was a challenge for me because I struggled with body image and different types of eating disorders my whole life. I was always the one to step on the scale to be like, oh, is this sort of food that I need to eat today? Or I can eat this if I work out a lot today. Or, you know, if I didn't work out, then I'm like eating very minimal calories. Honestly, what helped me is when I got into yoga, I saw people who were monks or you know, 80, like 80 year old people stretching and having the healthiest body and mind from just stretching and listening to, I believe it was, I want to say it was Deepak Chopra said that you really just need to walk. Like if you just walk and stretch, you're fine. You know, it's like people think you need, and I think the reason why is because of the media. And I just feel like, you know, that's when aerobics started. Aerobics was because it was like, you need to be skinny, take these diet or do these diets, take these pills, and you're going to be, you know, the most fit you've ever been. But there are people that live longer than are, you know, than people in America, because it's more mindset, I feel like, And I think your physical activity, yes, is important to get your heart rate up and to just to be active, but you don't have to do the 40 hour workouts. And so for me, I I was looking at more science and facts and, and leaving behind like what we're supposed to in quotes look like, because that was my reasoning for working out all the time is I was seeing that yes, it gave me results and it was making me skinny and fit and I loved the way I looked, but it was for all the wrong reasons. And I could have been, I, or I was skinny fit and then my mind sucked. <laughs> so um, it's like, I just realized that like there's certain things that my body actually can benefit from that I don't need to just be in the gym all the time. I do like going to the gym, but I stretching is doing my body good. And I have to look at it as it's doing my body good versus it's going to make me smaller or more fit. I always say the, uh, 
the mental and emotional six pack is the sexiest feature. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we, we need to place more of an emphasis on getting shredded in those areas than the, the physical. And mm-hmm. what's ironic is it, if you focus on those areas, I guarantee you the physical kind of manifests itself for mm-hmm. you after the fact. And it's like, wow, I, I don't need to do 40 hours a week of cardio to like get the six back. I can have a healthy balance and all of a sudden my hormones are way more balanced. And because of that, I'm actually way more efficient in processing food and my metabolism hasn't actually slowed down. It just works the way it's supposed to work. And mm-hmm. I can look great. Wow. This is, and you just feel so much more fulfilled there. So I think that's kind of the journey that you had. And I mean, obviously has not been an easy one, but it sounds like well, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. And don't you think that when your mind is not in the right place or you're not as happy when you look in the mirror, mm-hmm. you see something different. Yeah, absolutely. You're- when you're happy, you see like, like, I just feel like happiness causes your vision to be more clear of what you really truly see. Yeah. And I, th- I think emotions and feelings are great primers for our focus, right? Like if we're, mm-hmm. like for example, I did a, a workshop yesterday on gratitude and then we went through a workout afterwards and the mm-hmm. feedback I got after the whole ordeal, people are like, wow, like I haven't noticed that my body can move this way in so long. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's because we primed your focus by having an open dialogue and conversation around gratitude first. And then we went through this workout and it's no brainer that your brain went to, wow, look at what my body can do. It can move in ways I never thought. So yeah, absolutely. Happiness, gratitude, all of these lighter emotions, these emotions that we feel really connected to in our heart, no no question. They're, they're primers to looking better because it, your focus is going to go there if you're talking mm-hmm. about it. So I think, I mean, obviously having conversations around those kind of emotions is going to be a, a huge game changer for a lot of people out there. Yeah. And I love this shift that we're having um, with body image. Mm-hmm. Like I love seeing people of all body types being more expressive of of themselves and showing their body more being more passionate with you know themselves and having that you know having that confidence that no matter what I feel good so mm-hmm. who cares if you don't think I look good I feel good and in return I look good you know and cuz I think that I just feel like we have we have slacked when it comes to providing confidence for one another. And now I'm seeing that people are providing more confidence for one another. They're they're, you know, they're just being more well, they're welcoming. People are more welcoming now to all types of shapes, forms, mm. sizes, everything. And I just think it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, that's funny. You got me thinking. We were watching a show last night where basically it was one of those just like makeover shows and the guy came out with totally new wardrobe and everyone 
hyped him up. I was like, wow, you look amazing. I just turned to my roommates. I go, I I need that energy every time I step out of my room when I get dressed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We just thought it was hilarious. It was like, but like, is that too much to ask from the people that are close to us? Like we should be hyping each other up like it's a TV show and just be like, yo, you look amazing today. Like that, that teal pullover that you chose today. Amazing, Tracy. Like you look great in it. And just embrace that. And all of a sudden your mood's elevated. My mood's elevated and we feel great. What's your go-to way to boost your confidence? If you're kind of feeling in a funk, how are you, how are you raising your vibration? What's your kind of fallback exercise or what is it? I love that question. Before I go to that, I want to say when you said, you know, we should be giving each other compliments, something that I really started to practice more of because I was doing this all the time is if Mm -hmm. somebody gives you a compliment, yes, you can give them a compliment back, but you don't have to, don't force it, you know, just thank you, you know, just thank you. I think that we give each other compliments and sometimes expect Mm -hmm. a response back like, okay, well, I said you look good. So don't you think I look good too? You know, I'm waiting, waiting for my compliment. It's, it's really something that I've been trying to do because I used to feel awkward when somebody said, oh, you look great today. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you too, girl. Or like, oh, yeah, I love your hair. And in return, like I wasn't being genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, just saying thank you and taking it in and just being like, wow, I like having so much gratitude for that person. I feel like the next time you say to someone, like a compliment, it just is more, it's, it's more genuine and more, there's more compassion behind it. But my go-to, so this is something that I do every single day, even when I feel like shit, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you are a fucking badass. And I just am like, you are a fucking badass. You're beautiful. Even if I have, like, I just last week had, I sometimes do this to myself, but I love cheese even though I know that it breaks me out Mm. and I was eating so much cheese and I had this horrific breakout. Okay. To the point of like, I wanted just to like chop my face off and get a new one. And I would just look at myself in the mirror. And even when I look to some other people or even sometimes myself, like, you know, I was saying it could be a pizza face or something, you know? And like, That right there was the ego telling me, oh, you just, you look bad, like saying pizza face. So in return, I shifted it and I was like, you know what? Even if you have these red dots all over your face, you're still fucking beautiful. You know, this does not define you. Doesn't, you know, say, oh, today you're ugly because you have pimples, you know, and whenever your face is healed, you're going to be beautiful again. Like that doesn't, no, that's bullshit, you know, and I hope you, by the way, tap explicit on this because I'm like, (laughs) I think I've said like 10 cuss words in one, one sitting, but yeah, I, I just, honestly, I really, I look at myself every day and I just, you're fucking beautiful. If I see myself in a reflection, I don't look at the reflection anymore and think, oh, am I looking skinny today? Or is this outfit cute? I look and I'm like, you're fucking badass, you know? And it's just shifting that shifting those words within your mind. So yeah, that's one of the things looking like looking what I feel is good. So when Mm -hmm. I wake up, like during quarantine, there was 
so many days that I would just wear like baggy t-shirts and, and leggings and I didn't feel good. And so I would start to get ready. I would wake up, put on something cute. Even if I was just staying in the house, I was looking cute because it makes you feel better. You know, if one day I typically don't wear a lot of makeup, but if one day I want to put on a full, full face of makeup, just because I want to feel good, then I'm going to do it. You know, I lipstick. So a friend of mine, Susie, she's so cool. I love her to death and I love her viewpoints on, on just confidence. And she possesses this like womanly essence that when she walks in the room, it's just like, whoa. And she could wear absolutely no makeup, but she'll put on some lipstick or some lip gloss. And it's just like, Shazam, like, whoa, you know? And so lately I've just been putting on, you know, some lip gloss or lipstick, even if I don't have any makeup on, because there's just something about it that makes me feel just, I don't know, just sexy and confident. So there's a lot of different things. And I know all of those were probably geared more towards women, but I think a man can look in the mirror and say, dude, you got it going on today. You look freaking phenomenal. Go out there and kill it, you know? Yeah. And I want to normalize that too for the men, the men listening in there. Like it's cool to look in the mirror and have that same level of confidence. I think. And we guys can wear lipstick too. Yeah. I, <laughs> mean, I mean, I won't lie. I jammed out to Lil Mama's lipstick uh, is popping back <laughs> in the day. Like great song choice. You know, how can I you not feel it. confident listening to that? Yes. I think that's, that's all beautiful. And Mom, if you're listening, I know you are. I apologize for the explicit language in this episode. I hope you still love <laughs> us. I think that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Set. Beautifully said, you have just a way about you. And I hope those listening in can feel their vibration raised through this, like I'm feeling on this end, just through this conversation and, and your confidence. I want to ask you the fast five. So they're five one-sentence or one word answers on your end. Just rapid fire. Audience gets okay. to know you, know you a little bit better. If they haven't already. I mean, they've got about 50 minutes of pure gold at this point. So number one. I wasn't is, nervous before, but now I'm nervous. Now you're nervous. Yeah. yeah forget <laughs> deep questions all day. Fun facts. Absolutely not. Number one, okay. what's your go-to podcast right now? Ooh, Tim Ferriss. Mm. Great one. Great choice. Fellow Texan yeah. right there. Yeah. I guess he lives there. I don't know if he's from there. Favorite book that you've read in the past year? Ooh, God, so many. Shit. The Untethered Souls, probably, by Michael Allen Singer. I always say that that's my favorite, but I mean, there's so many. I love it. Quote you live by. Mm. I actually, you know, to be honest, it's it's going to be the one that's on my side, uh, Joie de Vivre. It's in French, and it means the joy of living. I love it. One thing you can't live without? Water. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, yeah, that was so basic. What, what's <laughs> funny, though, is like we've, we haven't gotten that on that question yet. So I, I love it. I was, I was, I'm like drinking water throughout this. I literally uh, can't. I love water so much. It's beautiful. Number five, last one. What's your one word focus at this point in time? Ooh, mm. confidence. That's some, I'm just going to title the whole episode. Confidence. With Tracy. Confidence. 
That's confidence. it. That's what I picked up on a ton from you today. So Tracy, I mean, one, I want to acknowledge you for just who you are and, and the way that yeah. you show up. This is an amazing time. I feel like we could go on for absolutely ever. Where can those listening in keep up with you, what you got going on and just show you some love? Yes. I am on Instagram, The Radical Rise, which is also my website, my podcast. So theradicalrise.com, The Radical Rise podcast. I can be found there. Please message me, reach out. I'm a yoga teacher as well as a meditation practitioner. And stay tuned because I am going to be starting something really cool. At least I think it's cool in Mexico, in Cabo. So Definitely stay tuned if you ever come out to Cabo and want to connect with me, or even if you want to connect with me in the States too, because I'll be going back and forth. But yes, reach out to me. I'm always here. I love talking to people. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Thank you so much too for having me on here. It was my first podcast to be on. I love it. I love it. You did. You did amazing. And then, you know, if you, people listening in need another excuse to go to Cabo, I think they found one. So yes, come hang out with me. <laughs> Appreciate you taking the time to listen today. I love Trace's approach to rising above what is thrown our way. When we take that time to dedicate to a steady mindfulness practice, this becomes much easier. Share this episode with a friend, a family member, or a teammate who could benefit from this story in this episode, and maybe even partake in a mindfulness practice with you. Remember, if you can change your mindset, you can change your life. One thought followed by one action at a time. I will see you all on Monday.